And we are live. Welcome, everyone. My name is Nikki Lopez of Nikki Lopez Creative, and you're watching The Circle. We're the first and third Tuesday of the month. I'm talking to artists, activists, social entrepreneurs, people doing great things in the world today. And today I have a very special guest. I have Shanna from Let Us Swim. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. It really is. Absolutely, absolutely. And so while we're getting online, we are live in a few places. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook under Nikki Lopez Creative. We're live on The Circle. It's a group on Facebook as well as YouTube and LinkedIn. And after the week is over, this will be available on your favorite podcast. So welcome, welcome to all that's um, popping in to join us now. So just a little quick um, uh, bio. Uh, Shanna is a certified swim instructor, swim coach, NASM, N-A-S-M, certified adapted swim instru instructor and coach with over 20 years experience teaching and coaching all ages and abilities. The mission of Let Us Swim is to make sure that adequate swim lessons and coaching is available to all, regardless of ethnicity, race, or gender. We believe everyone deserves to swim, and swimming is for everyone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And we have, oh, we have Deborah from LinkedIn. Hello from uh, Charlotte, South Carolina. Thank you for joining us. Hi. So I, the, um, LinkedIn is just another new space that I'm able to go live on. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. There's a lot of, um, a lot is on there. Hi, Sylvia. How are you? Sylvia. Yes, yes. So, you know, uh, you know, um, I think I've been following your page, you know, as I got more into uh, swimming myself as just trying to, you know, a new swimmer, an anxiety swimmer, all those things. I went to Instagram and I just love looking up like all of like black mermaids, swimming groups and things like that. And I came across your page and I've been following you for a long time. And uh, during when our swim gr um, group's pool was closed, we took some, I took some lessons with you, which I'm so grateful for. Um, so I'm just really happy to know you and to know you exist and that you're, you know, we have, you know, on the same path of getting everybody uh, swimming. So I wanted to kind of jump in. What was your start to um, your swimming journey, your coaching journey? Which one? Okay, so I think your sound just went a little bit. Your sound cut off. So we're live. This happens. It's all good. Um, let me see if anyone else can hear. If anyone else can hear Shanna, um, post a comment that you could hear her. There's something that you did with the sound. Okay. Say something now. Yeah. Can you hear me right now? Yes. Okay. Great. Awesome. Okay. okay. So, um, 
my swimming journey started actually when I was about five, where I learned how to swim as well as um, learn the importance of water as a whole, you know, learning to respect the water and um, how to save myself. My dad was a professional swimmer, or I will say he was a competitive swimmer. So I learned how to swim through him and then eventually went into competitive swimming right around the age of five or six. Um, so I competed in Europe, literally across, across the borders and waters. Hmm. Wow, wow. Okay, and we have someone from the, the circle group. They said, okay, you were sounding a little underwater, but which is ironic, right? <laughs> that is ironic, right? <laughs> um, okay, Donna is saying, I hear, uh, she hears you now. And we have okay, another uh, Eric, uh, Eric and the Jazz is checking in from Fort Liquordale. Uh, yes. <laughs> that is definitely the name Eric <laughs> from way back in the day. Yeah. So, so you've been swimming since five, you know, how long, like, what was the transition from swimming to coaching? Um, the transition actually came, um, while I worked in the hospital platform in the pediatric ER is where I see, saw so many different drownings, so many kids drowning, so many kids of color drowning. And, um, figured that something had to be done. You know, um, the numbers are, are astonishing. And if I didn't do it, then who was gonna do it? Hmm. Um, I don't think it's a problem or an issue that can be solved by just one person. It de definitely takes a community. So my, my mission is really to build up barriers to drowning so that nobody has to drown, nobody has to live with that, um, with that burden, you know, of losing your child. And then on the other hand, um, the competitive swimmer and offering that level of coaching, that level of expertise to minorities um, where, you know, they may have that dream to be a competitive swimmer. Maybe they want to go to, they have dreams of becoming an Olympian and giving them an avenue to getting there. Hmm. Awesome, awesome. And I noticed like you have a lot of uh, like degree certifications and things like that. Um, and I know there's different, you know, there are many roads to um, a certain destination why do you feel like those certifications are important? Well, the certifications are important because for one, I'll start with the adapted swim um, certification is that I believe everyone deserves to swim. Um, whether you're on the spectrum, whether you have some sort of disability, um, you deserve to swim and swimming is for everyone. I believe that in my heart. And in the state of Florida, you have to be certified in order, order to teach those individuals that that circle. You have to be certified. Um, so I decided that I would go get my certification, learn how to do it, walk through, 
with um, some other professionals with that work through Nicholas Children's Hospital as, as well as the Dan Marino Center and um, really pick up on how to do it um, and how to reach those individuals in a special way that's individualized to them. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things I noticed because I know, um, you know, when we uh, sometimes talk about, you know, diversity in swimming and in aquatics, sometimes um, that focus kind of stays on race. But I, you know, I love that you also include, you know, people with that don't have typical abilities, like, you know, that's also diversifying the waters Absolutely. as well. Yes. Um, the other certification, NASM personal trainers, because that gives me a broader spectrum for the athletic swimmer, for the competitive swimmer, because there's, it's so important for them to have what we call a dry land workout as, as well as they're in the pool workout. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it mimics everything that they're going to have to do in the water, plus gives them a little bit more strength and a little bit more power when they're doing their different strokes, doing their different swim um routines as well. So they need both. And um, hopefully, eventually, we'll, we'll get a few more certifications in there. And it's not that I do it all. I really want to know, I'm more interested in knowing how to do it and how to reach each individual competitive swimmer and how to make them um, better in the water and a better competition. So if I have someone else on my team that is doing the personal training and doing the dry land workout, I can look and see that they're doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. I, I, I remember one of our um, swim classes and the pool that we met at, I was like, oh man, you know, I don't really like the deep part. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> bit, you know I'm not as tall, it's not six feet, but it still was like a little bit, you know, you know, it was a lot for me because I have anxieties in and out of the water. And you're like, okay, well, that's where, thank you. That's where we're starting. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, was that just to torture me? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is when you have different um, anxieties, especially when it comes to water is that you have to get comfortable in the shallow, of course, definitely get get your comfort zone and get get started in the shallow. But you know you have to you have to grow past the shallow at some point, and um, especially with you, you're you're an adequate swimmer. And um, I find that a lot of the anxieties in many people, not just you, not just um, myself, because I had anxieties about the ocean. I think we spoke about that before. Um, you have to do it in order to get through it. You know, I I, all, I definitely recommend anyone to do it, but do it safely, you know, do it when you're ready, do it. And sometimes you may be ready and you need that extra push. But um, if with me, if I have to get in the water with you as an, although you're an adult, then that's what I'll do. Um, but getting through those anxieties and trying to find why where those anxieties come from is so important as well a lot of times it's from um some type of aquatic trauma that they've experienced in their childhood 
and they may not remember it. Our mind is amazing in the way that it will allow you to forget certain things or blur certain situations out just in order to survive. Mm -hmm. We have a, a comment from Sylvia. I was raised on the Jersey shore. The high school was two blocks from the ocean. We had swimming classes all through school since we all played hooky and went to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, swimming is a great exercise and a great, great for any anxieties. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think, you know, that's, you know, I think also, um, especially in this day and age when we're finally starting to see more conversations about uh, mental health and wellness and, uh, you know, and talking about anxieties and traumas and different things like that. I think um, it's great to know that swimming, I think that's why it's also so important to me and it's important to have you on and share about that because that's a tool that people could use to help with anxieties or you know, for their mental health and wellness. Um, one of the things that is like not only enjoyable, not only a life skill, but it's also mental health and wellness. Yes, I definitely believe that. I know personally for me, swimming that that's where I find my, my real freedom is in swimming, mm -hmm. where, you know, you can literally just kind of drown out all the noise. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Donna from the Facebook group said, I have no idea when I will overcome that fear of the deep, but you're inspiring me to eventually take that leap. That's good to know. Yeah. You know, I think when once you find someone that you trust and someone that is um it takes a certain level of patience to teach an adult how to swim. Definitely takes patience for children, but when it comes to adults that have anxieties, it takes a special level of patience and understanding. And you don't even have to understand it, but you should empathize with it and be able to help them guide them through that that anxiety and that fear to the point where they're able to trust themselves and their own abilities to be able to swim in the deep. Mm -hmm. So definitely find someone if you have, if you need someone, you can always um, DM myself or Nikki, we, we do have some contacts um, that can help you in your area. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I want to say there is someone, because um, sometimes I do post um, some of my uh, swim videos, um, just as an accomplishment to myself, but also knowing, you know, that's taking up space as another, you know, female, Black swimmer, Afro-Latina, uh, queer swimmer in the water, and someone reached out to me. They're not even connecting me in any shape, form, or fashion, um, but they're like, oh, my, me and my wife, we want to learn to swim, and you're one of my go-to people to say, okay, this is Chicago. Do you know anybody? And you're like, yeah, here we go. You know? And, yeah. and so, so you never know. And I think that's also the power of social media and the power of talking and sharing stories because you never know who might need that information. And he was so grateful. He was just like, oh, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because, you know, I think now that so much of, um, so many issues are now coming on the table and the conversation is being had. And I think that's where it starts. You have to have the conversation about the um, 
about Blacks and the inability of access to swimming, you know. Um, I know there's so many different um, cities that have amazing programs, but there's it still lacks access to to those who just can't get there. And um, if you if you take pools away from their neighborhood, then it doesn't matter how great your program is, they don't have access to it. Mm-hmm. And so that that is my fight. Mm. And speaking of access, let me see, Damaris, we have, thank you for joining us, Damaris. We have a uh, public school should make swimming for K to um, kindergarten to first grade a priority. Swim days is way more important than testing at that age. So to answer that, um, I'm not sure where you're from. Here in Florida, we do have, there is a program um, through Water Smart Florida where K through one gets two weeks of water safety. That's not a swim lesson, but it's teaching children the, the import, importance of water safety. And no, it's not a swim lesson, but at the same time, it's starting the conversation. It's letting these children know that there are real things that happen that are not good when it comes to not following directions in the water or just leaping into the deep because um, as we all know, children never fall in the shallow end where they can where they can stand. They always fall and it's always in the deep end and you know, just learning and getting the education needed and the information out there, there's no way a state can absolutely teach every single child to swim. Mm-hmm. But um, with the K through first grade, and giving them that education, I think that's a big deal. And that's mm-hmm. definitely a step in the right direction. And I know we were going to probably address this a little later on, but um, I think it's a great um, segue into one of the things that you do with your swimming, because you not only do private one-on-one swim classes, but you um, you fundraise to be able to afford uh, low-income families, you know, the ability to swim. And I remember you saying a little bit about that, um, talking about like, okay, if the kids may, even if they do get the swim classes, if the parents are not swimmers, they're not taking them to the pools. Exactly. So um, with Let Us Swim, we go to you. Here in South Florida, we, we are afforded the ability to have a, a swimming pool just about in every backyard. Um, or community pool, whether it be your apartment complex or a pool somewhere in the area. But most people have a pool in their backyard. So I always um, try to go to them to make it easy because if it's something that's too difficult, they're not going to do it. They're not going to follow through. Even if they really in their heart, they want to, they're just not going to follow through. So what I do is for those families that can't afford swim lessons, I try to fundraise to help 10 families. And when I say 10 families, I definitely mean the entire family because it's creating barriers. If children can swim, that's great because you're you're actually breaking a generational issue, a generational curse um, by the children learning how to swim. But if the parents know how to swim, then what happens is you're able to now save your child and your child can save themselves. 
you, mm-hmm. you understand if things children do things that are are not the smartest thing to do they do things without thinking so even if they can swim if they do something they get hurt and they're in the water you as a parent want to know that you can save your child and so that's where teaching families come in mm-hmm. absolutely what are some of the challenges that you see as it relates to uh, race or non-typical abilities um, to learn to swim or to be swimmers um, I think the main issue is ignorance. Um, a lot of, when you look at um, your, those that are not on the same level, those on the spectrum, a lot of parents and a lot of others, they just never believe that they can actually learn how to swim. I've worked with and I've um, worked alongside and actually taught some of these physicians, um, their, their children, how to swim and they are on the spectrum and they can save their life. Does it look like how you or I are going to swim? Maybe not, but that doesn't take away the fact that they're swimming and they're able to save their life. They can swim, they can tread water, they can find the side of the pool, climb out, they can go to the bottom of the pool, they know how to come up. So um, getting the education out there to teaching educating parents and caregivers that yes, they can swim, they can save their lives. Are they gonna be in the Olympics? Maybe, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think we put so many um, boundaries on them that um, it kind of lowers the importance of them swimming, but really and truly children on the spectrum, they account for the majority of the drowning that is the leading cause of death for children with autism. Wow. And we have a comment from Grecia. Uh, Thank you, Nikki and Shanna, for being so encouraging and inspiring families and their children to learn how to swim. Swimming skills and water safety awareness are definitely a must right here in Florida. Yes, it's a must. It, It should be mandatory. And I didn't even know that, you know, like children on the spectrum or children with um, different abilities are higher rates in drowning. Because I know, like, I know I've heard you talk about, you know, like, you know, drowning is one of the number one deaths in uh, Florida. But within that, then there's the black children um, are at a high rate. But I didn't realize that um, children on the spectrum was also very high. Yes, children on the spectrum, they are attracted to water um, just naturally. They love the water. And if you can ever imagine when you're underwater, they typically don't like a lot of, they have sensory issues. Um, you know, when we listen to multiple things that are loud or soft or however it may be, we can tune certain things out. But for them, it's like banging on an iron pan sometimes. And so they don't do well with a lot of noise and a lot of extra, extra, um, just extra noise. They don't do that well. It causes distraction for them. So when you're underwater, if you can imagine, it's very peaceful. Mm-hmm. So teaching them how to come up for air is, is a necessary skill for them because a lot of times they go underwater and they're at peace, but then they don't, they can't breathe. So um, 
I try to encourage the parents to please get them swim lessons. And I know, like I said, Nicholas Children's Hospital, um, the Dan Marino Center, they do an amazing job at certifications and also making sure that parents are well informed that their child can swim and save their life as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and I, I know we've kind of tackled it a little bit in little parts, but I want you to kind of like if someone who's never heard about Let Us Swim, how do you explain what Let Us Swim is and the mission of Let Us Swim? So Let Us Swim, we are on a mission to teaching every family how to swim wherever you are. We are uh, independent. We do private lessons. We do have group lessons as well but we really focus on private lessons to ensure that you are not just able to get by. We want to make sure that you're an adequate swimmer. You're able to save your life, um, survival swim. We put kids in the water with all their clothes on and we have, they have to be able to swim to safety. Um, the importance is, is because when you get in the water, when you fall in the water, you're never falling in the water with, your swimsuit on. It's always shoes, clothes, the whole nine yards. And it's a different beast when when you're talking about getting through the water with all of that gear on. So um, we, we focus on survival swim, swim technique. Um, of course, we, we focus on no more drownings. So my, my mission has, mission statement has always been that, you know, I'm going to do this until my services are no longer needed. Mm. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) How do you balance everything? Because you do a lot of work in the community, a lot of work with swimming, but you're also a mom as well. Wow. Well, that is hard. I'm not sure how I do it. Um, (laughs) But if you can figure out how you do it, then I'll let you know. (laughs) Because I think we're both doing the same thing. We're, We're juggling like multiple things. And we're doing it in the same hand and both our hands are full. Um, But, you know, I think it's a matter of when you find something that you absolutely love and you care about, you make the time and you make it, you make it possible, whether it means that you wake up earlier or you go to bed later, it doesn't matter. You do what you, you do what you love in love. And um, that's how I view swimming. It's what I love to do. I love swimming. I love teaching families how to swim. And I feel that it's important in the community. The community needs the services. And um, if you know your why, then it will, you'll be able to continue going through knowing your why, knowing what your purpose is, knowing that, you know what, I might make someone's day. Um, if I just make it through this one day, I'm going to make someone else's day. I had a family come to me and they said that they had a scare because um, their kid fell in the water. And of course they weren't through all their swim lessons with us, but the one thing that they were able to do, although the parent was still terrified is that child was able to go on their back and float and swim Mm. to the side of the wall and was able to climb out herself. And she is, she is um, also, she might be on the spectrum. I'm not sure, but I know she does have some health, health issues, but um, 
serious health issues, but the fact that she was able to save herself by the time the parent got there, you know, um, was an amazing story um, that I love to hear. I love to hear those stories because it proves the necessity of, of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a couple of things you said, cause you said like, oh yeah, you're balancing things too. I think for me, um, definitely like my, I do my Saturday swim religiously and my Sunday beach meditation with my Sunday beach meditation. And those are so important because uh, you mentioned about priorities. And for me, cause I, you know, there was time where I felt like, oh, if I ever had more time, I would do these things. But then I realized, wait a minute, now fast forward, I'm a lot busier, but I still find that time. So to me, it's like swimming and um, especially doing a lot of things in the community, a lot of things with my art and having a kid and having to juggle all those things. That time where I get to selfishly be like, this is my time. This is what I'm giving to myself. And every yeah. other priority comes afterwards. And so that's Absolutely. kind of that's yeah. my point. You know, well, you know how my schedule goes. Um, and, you know, there's people that I'm sure they'll be like, oh, that's insane. But my swim is at 530 in the morning. That's what I do for me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm able to get out there and I'm out there at 530 in the morning swimming, doing my laps, doing whatever I need to do for my own um personal mental health, um, that makes me be able to do what I do much better. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a greater service when I, when I take care of my own mental health. Mm-hmm. What's something that people may not know about you and you're comfortable sharing? <laughs> something that people may, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm literally an open book. Um, <laughs> Once I got into business, I, I definitely felt like my entire life was open to the entire world. So, um, oh, wow. I don't know. I think I think I'm an open book. I really am. I love morning walks. I love beach walks. I love doing community service. Um, and not just in swimming, but I love community service, doing things that um, help our earth. So I do neighborhood walks in the morning at, from time to time and I pick up trash or I'll do beach cleanups, which I try. I will be doing more of them next year. I had one this year, but I'll definitely be doing one month, once a month um, starting next year, starting probably around November um, beach cleanups. And we I partner with Rock Nation where we do homeless feedings as well. Mm. Wow. Okay. So how I do it, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, you know, when you have a calling and, you know, and that's why, you know, I love having people. I mean, I love all the guests that I have on and I'm always looking to find more people, but I feel like, you know, you have, you have a calling, you see a, you know, you see something missing and you want to do something about it. And I think that's, you know, one of the under one of the underlying things with the circle is, you know, show, showing examples, real world examples of real people that have 
families and jobs or juggling careers and, and different things. And they're saying, well, I still want to give back. I still want to make a difference or their work is making yeah. a difference. So yeah. I that's like, that's why we're here, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's so important that whatever you do, and this is for anyone that um, if you see a need that might be your calling to fill that gap. Um, I think it's so important that we teach our youth as well about filling the gap. Um, and it's not, you know, I, I'm not saying that jobs aren't good. I, I think they definitely help to build work ethic, but sometimes the job has to be something that is more personal, that is more real to everyone else, such as, you know, feeding the homeless, clothing the homeless, seeing someone on the side of the street that that may not have any food, you know, serving others is a real is a real thing. And um, as long as it's service to someone else, you'll you'll never go wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think I think service to others is where is where the real deal is. Mm -hmm. We have Judy Brown saying, "I totally agree." Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> What can someone do, um, um, can someone or the community um, do to help you or support what you do in the in the world? Um, well, there's always donations that I'm always willing to take donations. Um, coming up on the school year, we have lots of teenagers who are looking to um, get their community service hours that's required now um by the state of florida i'm not sure about any other anywhere else but we take on teenagers to show them as well not just show them what we're doing but it's a service to others so anytime they're willing to get some service hours I, we're willing to take them on awesome awesome so we teach them how to interact with other people how to teach kids how to work with the children um and possibly, you never know, they may, you, you may see them in, in this field later on. Mm -hmm. You kind of have yeah. to pass the torch. I, uh, there's this lady that I know, and um, she was one of my graphic design teachers in college, and she came to my art show, and now she's with this art, you know, organization. And so we end up doing some work together but yeah she was uh grading my papers at one point <laughs> <laughs> yeah she passed the torch you know yeah and, and you were just bold enough to take it and i i think your work is equally as important um spreading that that um the need for the arts mm -hmm. it's it's very important it's, it's sad that a lot of the schools have taken it out of their curriculum but I yeah. think with people like you, um, people like with the poet that you had on the other oh, day, yes. <laughs> um, it, it kind of helps to guide the community, guide real people that, you know, there's still art in words, there's mm -hmm. still art in, in colors, and um, they can use those things. We've gotten so tech savvy that you know, we're we're so used to texting, finding the right button that we've lost the art of words. And um, I, I love it. I love what you do. I love the guests that you have on there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. 
Quick is definitely one of my faves. Yeah. <laughs> He's cool. Definitely cool. Um, I know you mentioned a couple of them, but I didn't get to ask directly um, if you have any self-care practices. Self-care practices. That is my early morning walk and my early morning swims. Those are my self-care practices. Um, and anything in between there that I can do that is just mine, I do it. So if I have a slow day and I can hit the gym, that's what I do. I just go and I, you know, lift some weights, do some workouts, try to stay healthy. Um, I also enjoy traveling. So um, I'll be, now that I think more people are going to be traveling, I'm hoping that I'll get to travel and meet some of my students that I, some of my clients that I train abroad because I do virtual training as well. Virtual coaching is what I do as well. Um, so I'm hoping that I get to see, meet them in person. Mm -hmm. I saw that and I meant to ask you about that. Like, what is, how do you do virtual coaching with swims? So virtual coaching, the person actually has, has to be able to um, access Wi-Fi. So I have to be able to see what they're doing, the technique they're using. So a lot of them, of course, all they have is their phone because they are abroad. They're in the Bahamas, they're in Panama, they're in Jamaica. Um, so they don't have the same access we do all the time. So a lot of them, they just use their phone and I view them both on top of the water and underwater because what they do under the water is equally as important in fact more important than what they look like on top of the water you can look beautiful on top but if your arms are are not right or your kick isn't right or you're not double kicking on a butterfly kick then you know it's all in vain you just look pretty on top going slow so um i do that um, it's it's very interesting. It's very technical. You, you you literally have to just I I review videos over and over and over again by piece by piece to watch what they're doing, what they're not doing, and what they need to do. Finding out every little detail of from a pinky that might be bent to a their their foot being separated at a turn that seemed like a split second and being like hey your feet aren't together here you know i i review these videos over and over again to make them a better and stronger swimmer mm. okay okay <laughs> which takes a long time let me tell you <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome and i did put in the comments so um, if you want to find out more about Let Us Swim and Shanna, what she's up to, um, the, the website is lettuswimlessons.com. You could also find her on Instagram um, and Facebook um, if you look up Let Us Swim. Yes. So, yes, that's in the comments on Facebook and in the comments on YouTube and all those, but I want to make sure, um, especially since it's a podcast, that people are looking, you know, can look you up and follow you. Uh, and it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, they could be local to you or they could do virtual swim classes. Absolutely. I, I do virtual also um, in Georgia with a small baby. Hmm. So, um, yeah, those, those virtual lessons are usually later in the day, but 
you know, we're working on it. Well, I def I have someone that's in Georgia with uh, with a two year, I think a two year old that's on the spectrum. So I'm definitely going to share that information. It's a family member. Um, Absolutely, let them know, and um, we can get them on. Absolutely. If you had access to a time machine, where would you go and why? Past or the future? Definitely the future. Mm. Definitely the future. Um, I see amazing things in the future. And if I could just jump in there, that'll be great. Hopefully that future will be in Greece. But no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. no, I see, I see an amazing future. I never say, you know, I'm never one to say, man, I wish I could go back to this or go back to that. I think everything in my past has led me up to exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about where I am. I'm excited about where my business is going and um, where it's taking the world. You know, we are definitely taking the world on by the horns. Hopefully you'll see me soon um, on a different level. I can't speak about it now, but there's some amazingly huge things about to take place. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> oh, yes. So, <laughs> there is some amazing things taking place right now, and um, I'm excited about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Shana, it was really uh, great to have you here. Oh, well, I don't know if you, you say that, but I just thought about it because we're both Panamanian. Well, my mother's Panamanian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that flag and I was like, what? Wait, hold up. Did she just sign our flag? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, many years ago when my um, when we lived in uh, Georgia and there's not a lot of Panamanians and, you know, our mom passed this car with the Panamanian flag. She left her number like, I'm Panamanian too. <laughs> yeah. You know what's so funny is when I see that, like I went to um, Walmart the other day and there was a car with a Panamanian flag. I was like, hey, I'm Panamanian too. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it, you don't see it very often, you know. And um, there's a lot of us around. We just, we just don't know who we are. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I thought that was pretty dope too. Yeah. And my in fact my scuba my scuba instructor is also was also Panamanian and I was just like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, we out here. <laughs> right? We are. We are out here. Yes, yes, yes. So it was super awesome to have you on to share what you're doing, to share the work that you're doing, to inspire people. I, I saw a few people say that they're inspired to um, continue their swimming or learn to swim. Yeah. And, and getting over that, you know, what, whatever age you are, I think it's definitely important to do. I'm super excited um, for where I'm at and, you know, what's possible. I'm honored that, you know, you definitely played a role in that. So, um, and I love what you do, so. Absolutely honored to have you here. Definitely my pleasure. So, um, so yeah, any final words before we wrap up? Any final announcements or anything? I'm not gonna tell, oh, yeah. but you'll, you'll have me later, I'm sure. Oh, and I'll be able to tell you all about it on that next, on the next one. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've had a couple people um, that's come on more than once. So, you know, absolutely keep me posted. I'd love to share, you know, um, so I'm looking forward to and congrats, a pre-congrats. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So um, we're wrapping up so uh, right now. We're still live. Please, if you're watching this, one of the things that you could do right now is to share this. I saw um, Judy, thank you for sharing it. Um, definitely share this. There's someone out there that wants to learn to swim, who wants to get back into the water, who has anxieties about swimming, who, want, who maybe want to say like, oh, that's mental health. You know, for me, that's a place of, you know, um, remember about the water. So um, an easy way, way to inspire the people around you is to share this video. I mean, there might be another uh, future swim instructor in your midst that might just see this and say, that's what I want to do. So please, please, I invite you to share this if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, if you're on Twitter, if you're on YouTube, if you hear it on the podcast, um, this helps to get the word out. It costs free 99 <laughs> this information. I have to say that because, you That's know, hilarious. a lot of independent, most of the people that come on the circle, you know, they're independent, they're grassroots. And yeah. so sometimes we have services and items and things that we do and offer to sell. And, um, and that's one way to show support, but sharing our content is free 99. Absolutely. <laughs> I, sharing is caring, man. Yeah. Sharing it costs is caring. you nothing. Absolutely. So please uh, consider sharing this. Um, thank you so much, Shanna, for being here. Um, Shanna is with Let Us Swim. And if you've enjoyed this program, uh, this uh, this show is being supported and brought to you by What's Your Elephant? Uh, What's Your Elephant is a mission that uses the arts to create a safe space to talk about anything unspoken. So if you want more information, you could go to whatsyourelephant.org uh, to get more information of, of some of the programs that I do. And a quick, quick announcement. I have two series going on. So we have one series that is The Art of Justice. Uh, using art making as a catalyst for, you know, collective change. So we have art making workshops, we have presentations, we have showcases, there's a call for artists. It started Ju July 22nd, 2021, and it's going to go all the way into January 2022. Um, this project is being supported by the Community Foundation of Broward, and I am doing it on the behalf of the LA Lee YMCA. And the second series, every year I do a What's Your Elephant art exhibition. Um, and so this year is also gonna be a series, but it's gonna be focused on elephants within the LGBTQ um, space. So, you know, we have a virtual workshop coming up this weekend that will be posted. There is a call to artists. We have several virtual and in-person. Um, and this series is also starting this month and will culminate in uh, March of 2022. So definitely if you go to whatsyourelephant.org, you will find both programs there. Um, again, my name is Nikki Lopez and I'm interviewing, I'm talking with Shanna from Let Us Swim, an amazing swim coach with over 20 years of experience. And um, this is the, you're watching the circle. So thank you for being here, uh, Shanna. Thank and, you. Uh, yes. 
And I will see you all, well, the first and third. So the third Tuesday of the month, I'll see you all then. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.